Hello. Hey, man. <laughs> How the hell are you? Yeah, I just uh, I was just finishing watching that. Um, a very English handle. Sorry, I can't hear you. Well, what 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 are you watching? I just had a very English scandal. Have you heard about it? This show? No, no, haven't heard of a very English scandal. What what's it all about? <laughs> Um, it's on. You can watch it on Ivy now because it's just like it's. It's only three episodes, and it like it, I think it like aired in the UK like almost two years ago. Um, but it's got like Hugh Grant in it and Ben Whishaw, and it's basically based on this true story about this um, this British politician who um, kind of gets in a relationship with another man, and then um, like it just kind of goes from there. But um, yeah, it's one of those like. Um, true stories it's just like yeah like stranger than fiction like it's um but it's like directed by that Stephen Freeze. oh yeah 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 the guy who's yeah he's like, like all about true life <laughs> and queens and prime ministers and etc yeah yeah but like it's like it's really good like it's like and yeah because it's only three episodes like it's like the perfect length and it's like really well made and like Hugh Grant's kind of like late career late career excellence and Ben Wishaw is just like, why isn't this guy in everything kind of mode? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really, really good. But um, yeah, it's obviously made better if you don't know like what really, like the true story, like with all these things. Yeah. Um, but it's like been on my radar for like ages that it just like has kind of had a weird, um, like a weird kind of digital presence here in Australia. So like finally it's like on the ABC. So I'm just like, oh, sweet, easiest way to watch it. Um, so we actually just like we're, we're actually watching it on live TV, like old um, like old people on a Sunday. <laughs> hey, look at you guys! I was going to ask you how the how is the impending shutdown of all things uh, the state of Victoria and and how you're doing, but um, clearly it's like we're we're taking this back to '98 and we're going Sunday night TV on the couch and we'll yeah, straight up like watch- We'll straight up watch this programming and uh, we'll highlight stuff in the TV guide, the physical TV guide, and that's that's what's happening. Pretty much it, man. Yeah, it's all, uh, it's, it's the beginning of a new era of um, just let, like, let the TV decide what's on and we'll just watch it. <laughs> uh, I've been doing the exact opposite and revisiting things I like and it's not anything like comforting, like, oh, let's watch this, it's really happy. I just watched the whole first season of True Detective. I just absolutely smashed it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I've done in like over three days and my head is like swimming with that, you know, that inimitable Nick Pizzolatto dialogue that the only human being on earth that can say it without like actually making you hate them is Matthew McConaughey at peak McConaughey. Like it's just, it's such a phenomenal show. So it's just awesome. I love it. And I know I shouldn't, but like it's one of those shows where like lines come up and then I say them for six months afterwards, like, now every single mm. day I'm going to just be like, you know, Carcosa? like that's going to be my whole life <laughs> for the next week in this self-isolation uh, craziness. That's not, did you watch season three? I did with Mahashala. Yeah. Yeah. Really liked it. Yeah. It's really good. It's good. It's like, I think the ceiling for that show is just like, I think this is the first season is so good. Like it can only just, it can only be as good, but will never be better. Um, like it's just like I felt season three was just like as soon as like it kind of like hit that peak of like oh yeah this is like kind of like they're back to the first season in terms of like the way they're handling things and the way they're acting and everything's kind of coming together 
And then I was just like, oh, but it's never going to, like, it's never going to be better. Like, like there's never going to, this isn't going to be one of those shows where you're like, oh, yeah, this is the best season. I'm just like, oh, yeah, like, they started, they should have just done one season and left it. Yeah, it's it's so hard. Like, it's the hardest. I've been racking my brain and, like, talking to you, I'm like, <laughs> it is the hardest act to follow as a first season. And the third season yeah. is terrific. And Stephen Dorff, like, you know, you know, there's a lot of talk about Mahashala being so great, but, like, Stephen Dorff as the offsider in season three is such the underrated MVP of that whole show. Like he's such yeah. a great counterpoint. He's got miles on him. I don't know. He just looks like a guy who's made mm. a shitload of bad decisions in his life. And they just do such a great job with it. And yeah, just one of those really tough ones where, and ov- obviously then muddying it up with the great device of someone who's losing their memory, mm. which is even cooler yeah. um, to play with. But yeah, like the, there's just so much about that first season that captured the zeitgeist that like, I wonder if ever anyone's ever going to go back um, and say that there was a better one, but there are this weird crop of people though, to be fair. And they are our friends. Um, some of them who are like season two is better than season one. <laughs> yeah. Season two. Yeah. It's like, I just kind of gave up talking about season two at all a long time ago. Cause I was just like, <laughs> I got nothing really left to say about it. Um, Listen, I think, I think the all problem, I've got to say I think about my, it is Vince Vaughn walking in a desert dying. That's enough. That's oh, so stupid. <laughs> um, but also, I think season two is kind of like a really good example of like, and I think I struggled, this is what I struggled most with um, the adaptation of The Outsider that just finished up on HBO, is um, there's just like, I, I really do think there is just like, kind of like a, a certain peak TV aesthetic that it, it just, it just does a disservice to the material. And I think like season two is really true detective season two is a really good example of that kind of like navel gazy kind of peak TV. Like I'll take like an art house, fucky fucking navel gazy movie over like a <laughs> 10 episode season of like navel gazy TV, like any day. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, same with the outsider. Like they took a really tight, amazing, effective book and just turned it into like a bloated prestige mess. And like layered, like, and like, you know, like they added stuff that like they, they add things like therapy sessions and unnecessarily dead children, like, ch- you know, dead main characters with dead children that in the book, their kids are just alive and they, they just made like a sad story sadder. And it's just like, come on, man. It's like you had it, you had the material, you just had to make it, you just had to page for page adapt it. Have Mendo dangling a cigarette, and you would have been sweet. <laughs> Listen, any any show or movie that has Mendo dangling a cig is just so it's much. Good. It's so much stronger than anything else on TV. It's just like get him yeah, dangling that cig. Yeah, and nice now, and sweaty. Now everyone's coming back to killing them softly, and is like, what is this masterpiece that we completely overlooked? And it's like, yeah, not yeah. only was he like having a cig, he was driving a car with dogs in the rain and they were shitting all over him. Like, this is the greatest movie that's ever been made. It's got peak <laughs> Mendo covered in dog feces. <laughs> like, what are we yeah. doing here, guys? Yeah, it's just one of those things. So, um, yeah, it's, um, I think that's the big thing with the second season of True Detective. It's just like, oh, it's like, how far can they push this, like, kind of aesthetic? Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's still kind of one of those things. It's just like, um, it's everywhere. Like every, there's so many shows you come across that are like, this is really good. But like, uh, and that it's just like, Oh, like they're just like layering on the whole, like, Oh, we can do this now on TV. Cause like TV is good now. And I'm like, mm, do you have to do this? <laughs> <laughs> well, this was me like calling 
to start telling you about my new podcast project where like I call my mm-hmm. friends and sort of catch up about, you know, how the hell they're going through the world that is changing. And sometimes mm-hmm. I layer in a couple of, you know, like tidbits about the news and, and things like that. But like this conversation, you have no idea has been recorded the whole time. So I'm like, this is the most actually like real feeling movie conversation that I could have possibly had. And it feels so on brand for you that you can mm. still find the goodness of the world through TV and the worst case scenario so far in Australia, <laughs> thank God, like, thank God, touch wood has been like, we might actually have to start watching what is just on our TV and that's it from now. Like that's, that's where we're at. Yeah. I did read an article this week about how in America that um, the ratings for live TV, even if it's like pre-taped reality TV shows like um, like The Voice um, and things like that, has like spiked massively. Um, and I've been thinking, re- I've been thinking a lot about how um, like the world is kind of shrinking at the moment. And so I think okay. in the way as things are kind of shutting down and, and things are shrinking, we're going to see this big rise in like, yeah, like appointment viewing and live TV and things like that. And it's, yeah, it's one of those really interesting periods that we're going through right now where I think some of that old school stuff is coming back in a way that we maybe took for granted before when everything was just so easy. Um, Look, well, because these episodes only run for 10 minutes, I have 10 seconds to tell you, thank you for your beautiful text message for checking in on me because it was a big part of like, I was thinking about this idea and you made it happen. So thank you so much. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.